Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1TN5 for Wednesday, April 27th. I'm Jack Vaughn. Who will lead the NCAA next? Not Washington State President Kirk Scholes, who was on a bunch of early lists last night. He says, I remain fully committed to my position as system president at Washington State. My support will continue to be with Mark Emmert as he finishes his time with the NCAA, and I look forward to working with his eventual successor. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey says, No, I'm busy with what I do. Regarding the role itself, Sankey tells ESPN's Heather Dinich, You've got a board of governors that has to figure out their vision for the job. I think there's a need to engage with people leading conferences, leading athletic programs, to understand the demands of a modern athletic program. What I think we need is effective vision, clear vision, effective leadership. Collaborative effort, to me, is a foundational element. Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov tells The Athletic's Nicole Arbach he was not surprised by Emmert's decision and says of the future of the NCAA president's role, I think it depends on how the various conferences decide to self-govern. I can certainly see a case for there not being the NCAA in its current structure going forward. I think the NCAA is a trade organization which represents lots of schools that are in different businesses and different business models. I can't imagine a trade organization as broad as the NCAA in its current structure remaining intact. The Athletics' Dana O'Neill suggests reconsidering the necessary qualifications for becoming NCAA president, noting that, in the past, he, and it's always been a he, has been a former university president and or chancellor, selected by a group of other university presidents and or chancellors, each of whom knows as much about governing college athletics as Mike Krzyzewski does designing an organic chemistry curriculum. Redoing the bylaw or reworking the job description language should frankly be at the top of the to-do list right now. And then, after the president's office is reshaped, redo the board of governors too. O'Neill goes on to name several candidates, including Big East Commissioner Val Ackerman, U.S. Senator Cory Booker, NCAA SVP of Basketball Dan Gavitt, former Hewlett Packard CEO Meg Whitman, Notre Dame AD Jack Swarbrick, and Michigan AD Ward Manuel as potential replacements for President Emmert. The Transformation Committee is exploring some concepts to change the NCAA that will make some heads explode, one AD tells Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger, who reports the committee decided to share the concepts in an apparent effort to prepare administrators for impending change that is even more transformative than many expected. Dellinger goes on to report on the specific changes being mulled. They include eliminating scholarship caps on sports that offer only partial scholarships, abolishing the limitation on the number of coaches per team, expanding direct payments from schools to athletes, reconfiguring the recruiting calendar, and implementing closed periods in the NCAA transfer portal. At least the first three items will be left in the decision-making hands of individual conferences, if the concepts are approved. The concepts, if implemented, could come at a significant cost, especially scholarship expansion. If one conference allows it, Will others feel pressure to follow suit? Some may not be able to afford the expense. Scholarships and coaching salaries are two of the top four expenses at schools each year. Title IX requirements could also complicate matters. The law requires schools to spend similarly on women's sports as it does in men's. If scholarships are expanded in baseball, 
a school would need to do the same in a women's sport. Northern Illinois AD Sean Frazier sits down with D1 ticker and connects Steph Garcia-Sykos for a two-part conversation about the state of the collegiate landscape after the recent debrief from the Transformation Committee. In part one, Frazier dives into the hottest topics from the debrief, NIL, the transfer portal, and how the industry must redefine the collegiate model moving forward. Frazier says, It's a watershed moment on so many different levels. There was a lot of conversation around all of Division I fitting underneath this proverbial tent. All of us, even though we've got these differences about us from a resources, academics, type of region perspective, all fitting underneath the same tent in Division I, and we can do this by modernizing NCAA rules and regulations, all of these things are coming to a head. Regarding the rise of collectives, he says, This sends the wrong message for college athletics and higher education. We all have some concerns, regardless if you're the highest on the food chain or some individual or institution that's just joining Division 1 or 2 or 3. We need a level playing field. What we're seeing now is the haves and the have-nots, and the gap getting larger and larger and larger, and us not really having the answer or governance or oversight to speak to these particular issues. There's a lot of angst right now. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1TN5 for Wednesday, April 27th. I'm Jack Vaughn, and be sure to check in tomorrow morning.